It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 19th, 2021. My name is Philip Rosterink. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic... We're going to talk a little bit about kind of overarching goals, um, what the Magic should be aiming to do, what's realistic, what's a little optimistic, and kind of where the Magic should fall in sort of the, I guess, pecking order or, or what their ultimate goals are for this season. Um, we'll, we'll talk some big picture stuff like that coming up here in just a moment. We'll also talk about the matchups that I think are national TV ready for the Magic, although I don't think the Magic will get any national TV games this season. We'll talk about some of those uh, key matchups as the schedule gets set to come out on Friday. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the land of magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on, I don't know who, the, the Lakers, the, the Mavericks, the Celtics, that they're all there. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there's a Locked On podcast for you. To search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So, Summer League is over now. The the, the league is starting to kind of spread out. Um, we're entering the, the, the dark age of the, of the NBA calendar where nothing much is going on. In fact, Absolutely nothing is going on at this point of the calendar year. Um, we'll have the schedule come out on Friday. That's kind of the last bit of business and, and an official signal that the big trades are all done. Um, but what that really tells us is the NBA feels confident. They know where the stars are, where the big players are, that they could structure their national TV schedule and the rest of the schedule sort of falls into place from there. We'll talk more about the schedule coming up here at the end of the show. But this gives us a chance to kind of take a step back. Uh, we had the buzz of Summer League kind of begin to, to fade away, to, to come to a close. Um, and we can really begin to think about, okay, what are the goals for this team? Um, there's a lot of think pieces out there right now uh, on the NBA. Um, we obviously have kind of the Summer League recap, the offseason recaps, the looking ahead to the season. And the general consensus is that there are a lot of teams that think they can win right now. Um, John Hollinger had an interesting post actually about how so much money was spent this offseason by many teams on kind of win-now ploys that by 2024, 2025, when these contracts are starting to come to an end, there's going to be a lot of really old players eating up a lot of money, and that's going to create some windows perhaps for other teams to begin to grow. Um, John Hollinger's piece was really interesting on that front. Um, you know, and made me think, okay, where where do the Magic fit into this? Because the Magic are one of the few teams that aren't in this win now mode. In fact, you look at a lot of the different uh, a lot of the different uh, uh, analyses of what this upcoming season is going to look like. 
they all generally can agree that really only three teams aren't necessarily interested in winning, or winning isn't the primary goal for, for three teams. And those three teams would be the Magic, the Pistons, and the Rockets. Um, you might be able to throw the Thunder in there. The Cavs are trying to win, um, although we'll see if they can actually pull that off. And at the end of the day, of course, only ten teams make the you know make the play, or eight teams make the playoffs proper. Uh, ten teams sneak into the into that or, or sorry, uh, yeah, ten teams sneak into the play-in tournament. Uh, if you're including that in the playoffs, the reality is. Um, Largely, tanking is no longer a, 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 a is not a viable strategy. Um, you know, I, I would, I, or you know, you can argue about the efficacy of tanking, but the play-in tournament has put the playoffs within reach for a lot of teams, and for a lot of young teams, especially that kind of growth, that kind of experience, playing meaningful games matters. In the Eastern Conference, especially, despite how improved the Eastern Conference appears to be, and we'll again see if that plays out or not, as improved as the Eastern Conference appears to be, uh. The play-in tournament still feels very much in reach. I'm not going to sit here and argue that our expectations for the Magic this year should be to make the playoffs. I agree with all that analysis. I do think the Magic are probably going to spend at least one more year near the bottom of the standings. Um, that's just the reality of having such a young team. The Magic are one of the youngest teams in the league. I suspect that they'll be shopping veterans like Terrence Ross, like Gary Harris. By the trade deadline, they'll probably be shopping one of Wendell Carter or Mo Bamba. Um, Jalen Suggs is really good, but he isn't a transformational player or, or a, like generational player that, you know, at least by my eye at this point, automatically makes the team a winning team. I think a lot of his struggle this year is going to be learning how to balance the responsibilities of stardom. Uh, I think that he is a natural passer and a natural teammate. Um, and so he's going to have to learn when it's his turn to take over, when it's his time to take over. It's something that he did at Gonzaga and Gonzaga empowered him to do. And he never really had to do it, um, of course, because Gonzaga won so many of their games by so much. It's going to be a really interesting season, but I'm a realist. I'm, I'm practical. I'm pragmatic. I understand that this team is not going to be very good. I'm not expecting this team to be very good. And I will say here unequivocally that wins and losses isn't how we're going to measure the success of this season. However, having said that, I'm not going to dissuade the optimists among all of us, from thinking this is a playoff team, that this is a team that can reach the playoffs. With all the talent that they have, so many top 10 picks, including Suggs, including Isaac, including Fultz, including Terrence Ross, for crying out loud. With so many talented players, why can't this team make the playoffs? Why can't we have that as a goal? Why can't we begin, at least at this stage in mid-August, talking a little bit about that? Now, I don't know what the Magic's posture on this is going to be. We've seen uh, during the Rob Hennigan rebuild, some years the Magic shied away from all talk of the playoffs and just focused on growth and individual development. Some years they were full-throated saying, we believe we're a playoff team and we're going to make the playoffs this year. And each time, of course, they fell short under Rob Hennigan. There, there, there is no clear way to delineate this, to, to, to say, you know, this is what our goals are and this is what we're hoping to achieve. Really, to me, what the goal for this season is about player development. And winning is a part of player development. It's inextricable with player development. You look at the talent the Magic had under Rob Hennigan, an all-star in Victor Oladipo, an all-star in Nikola Vucevic, a near-all-star in Tobias Harris, solid player in Evan Fournier, a solid player in Aaron Gordon. The issue was not a lack of talent for the Orlando Magic during, during those days. It was not a lack of talent. 
It was a lack of cohesion. It was a lack of a goal. And the Magic kind of letting young guys just go out there and play without that focus really hurt them in the end. And so, yes, I would hope that the Magic are at least open to the idea of, hey, if we get all the pieces in a row right, if we get the guys in the right roles, we can make the playoffs. Wins still matter. No matter where those wins come from, no matter how they are won, wins still matter. And there's going to be a lot of growth and there's going to be a lot of inconsistency because that's what young players do. But the goal for this season should be to see the outlines of that team that will eventually make the playoffs. The outlines of what this team can become. We've often all said that this is an evaluation year to figure out what the Magic have. So we need to see what that team ultimately looks like to know which young players to invest in, which young players need to be moved along, which young players need to be pushed down the depth chart. Those are the ultimate goals for this upcoming season. And yes, that means wins have to follow. You want success. This is a, this is a zero-sum business. There are winners and there are losers. Every game has a result. And so the Magic have to get results. And so some of that means that, yes, what I want to see is I want to see an extended stretch of good play. An extended stretch where uh, at some point in the season, maybe like a two, three-week stretch where the Magic are playing really well, where they're beating quality opponents, not just feasting on the bottom of the league. I want to see consistency. I want to see a consistency in an identity of how this team is going to play. Again, the goal should be to find the outlines of what this team ultimately will be and to see that outline actually produce results because that's how you know it's working. Again, zero-sum business. There are winners and there are losers. And I want to see guys taking losses hard. I want to see them pushing and trying to win. Guys, this team should not be tanking. They are far too young to be bad, to, to be purposefully bad. If, the, if they're losing games on purpose, that's a problem. Um, because these guys need to be learning how to win. If these guys are going to be truly part of the team's future, it's an argument I made last year. I know people criticized me for it. But if these guys are going to be part of this team's future, they need to produce the results that are part of them. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that in late March, early April, if the Magic are way out of the playoff race, that they shouldn't be sitting guys with injuries like they did last year. I'm fine with that. I am perfectly fine with managing Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz's return. I'm fine with them not playing back-to-backs. I'm fine with those decisions to, to, you know, to, to potentially harm the team's chances to win, if that makes sense. I am fine with those decisions because they do have a long-term view to them. They do have a bigger vision to them. And I'm fine with that. But as I always say, the players on the court need to be trying to win. We're going to judge them on whether they win or they lose. But when we pull back the scope of the season, we'll ultimately be judging them too on whether they make progress, whether they improve as the season goes on, and whether they have the outlines of the team they ultimately want to be. That's really what this season's about. Figuring out, uh, figuring out exactly what this team wants to be, exactly who this team wants to build and what they want to do. So again, I'm not going to sit here and tell fans who say this is a playoff team, this is a playoff-capable team, that they're wrong. We're in mid-August. If you can't be optimistic about the team in mid-August, you're never going to be optimistic about them. This is the point where everything is possible. And so, yes, the Magic's quote-unquote, hopes of making the playoffs. 
They rest on Jonathan Isaac being healthy. They rest on Markel Fultz coming back. They rest on Jalen Suggs being a lot better than our higher expectations already are. There are a lot of what-ifs. So again, the playoffs are very far-fetched for the Orlando Magic. No one's going to sit here and say otherwise. No one's going to sit here and say that, that they aren't a stretch to get to. But no one should also sit here and say that they're impossible. No one should sit here and say that they shouldn't be the goal for this team. That ultimately, that's where the Magic want to be. That's what the Magic want to achieve. If they want to be about the playoffs and, and winning, they need to be about the playoffs and they need to be about winning. And that starts from the very beginning. Magic shouldn't just throw away this season. The Magic shouldn't just chalk this season up to we're young and you know going through this rebuild and this season doesn't matter. It's just about getting to next season. That's a waste of time. That's teaching young players the wrong messages. That's teaching them the wrong things. They need to be about winning from the beginning. They need to be about getting to that ultimate goal, to understanding what it takes to get there. And there's a lot of players still held over from the Steve Clifford days that understand how difficult that was to win in 2019 and to to keep that going in 2020. They need to learn those lessons. And they may be harder to achieve. They may be harder to learn completely with such a young group. But they have to have that mindset from the beginning. That if I accept this role, that if I do X, Y, and Z, we not only will win games, we'll win a bunch of games and we'll make the playoffs, we'll make the postseason. Team should not be hiding from that message. The team should not be hiding from that goal at this point, even if it is very difficult at this point to achieve them. Often, the biggest lessons you get are from failure. And while I think Jamal Mosley is a very positive coach and will keep guys' heads up, I think he's also a very intense coach. And he's not going to hide from, from, uh, from the goals that this team ultimately has and from the ultimate goal this team wants to achieve. And that's making the playoffs and eventually competing for championships. The Magic may be far away from those points. Again, don't get me wrong. They got a lot of work to do. But the team shouldn't hide from it either. That that's where they ultimately want to be. And so I would not be surprised if in training camp, you know, they hedge their bets a little bit on the playoffs. They don't outright say we're trying to make the playoffs. But I do expect them to hold themselves to that standard. To believe that, yes, it is possible. We're not giving up on the season right from the tip. We are going to do everything we can to win games. And whether they're able to do that or not, and whether they're able to grow and do that more as the season comes to a close, or whether they can keep themselves on the periphery of that playoff race into January, into February, I think those will tell us just how close this team is and whether this team is actually on the right track that even Magic detractors seem to think they are. I want to talk about some of the matchups that the Magic might be looking at uh, for national TV games or at at least the matchups that I'm interested in in seeing on national TV or interested in seeing in general. We'll get to some of those matchups and why they're important coming up here in just a moment. But if you're like me, you live in Florida. And you know Florida, it gets hot. You can't go outside at this time of year for more than five minutes without sweat just drenching you. That's just what humidity does. And if you're trying to get somewhere, even if it's from the parking lot to your office, things can get pretty sweaty very, very, very quickly. And, you know, nothing is more embarrassing than showing up with sweat stains under your arms or sweat stains on your back or sweat stains wherever. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. And that's why you should use sweat block antiperspirant wipes. 
You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed the next morning, wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. I know this sounds too good to be true, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking shirts based on which one will hide sweat better, no more worrying about that hot Florida sun. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today at 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CVS. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul, Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and more. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Again, go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com. Dot com slash locked on therabody.com slash locked on. So the schedule is getting set to come out on Friday. Uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, I, I, I always say the schedule's the schedule. Like, you, you know, we know what I really look for is where the road trips what does the beginning look like? What does the end look like? We'll get into all that coming up uh, on Monday, most likely when we really dive deep, deep, deep into the schedule. Um, I know fans are always interested on the national TV games. That gives you a sense of who the league thinks are worth featuring. And so I am not expecting the Magic to have any national TV games once again. Um, you know, they didn't have any last year when they were a playoff team and were kind of an interesting young group. And while I think Jalen Suggs has a little bit of name recognition from his time at Gonzaga and, of course, the NCAA tournament... Um, I don't think he alone is enough to get this team on national TV. Like I said uh, earlier, most people expect this Magic team to be one of the worst in the league this year. Um, And again, uh, while I want to be optimistic, um, I do see that as a very likely outcome for this team. So I'm not expecting uh, the Magic to be featured very much on the national TV schedule. Um, They'll kind of just go about their business. But there are a few games, you know, we can begin to think about, okay, what are the interesting storylines? What are the games that the national TV audience might be interested in? Um, what kind of storylines make for good national TV? Um, for sure, um, I think there are some really interesting uh, options there for the Magic, or options that at least I can pitch uh, as potential national TV games. The first would be one that was supposed to be on national TV, or at least a uh, Sunday afternoon NBA TV slot, uh, in 2020. And that would be Markel Fultz's return to Philadelphia. Markel Fultz, believe it or not, has not played in Philadelphia since getting traded from the 76ers. Now, the Magic had a game in Philadelphia but, uh, in 2019, but he was still out. Um, so the Magic have not played the Sixers in Philadelphia since acquiring Markel Fultz. 
Uh, I would suspect that this is a game that Philly fans have circled on their calendars, um, even though they have bigger fish to fry and perhaps a new non-shooting wing or guard or whatever you want to call them uh, to hate on and, and to, to push very quickly out of town. Um, Marco Fultz at least takes shots. That's that's all I'm saying on that on that front. Um, but Marco Fultz has frankly been taking strays on the Ben Simmons debate all summer long. Um, I've been seeing it. I've been commenting on it. And I'm like, dude, Markel Fultz shoots. Like, the guy, I, I know he's not a reliable three-point shooter yet, but at least he's willing to shoot the ball. Uh, and Magic fans have been super happy with him and how he has played. And obviously, we're, you know, our, the season turned last year when Fultz got hurt, although I think the Magic were starting to decline off the 4-0 start. Um, not having Markel Fultz last year essentially tanked the Magic season. It was a big reason why the Magic season fell apart as quickly as it did. Uh, I would expect that the Sixers, that the Magic scheme at Philadelphia, whenever it is, and I'm, I hope it would be in like mid-January, will be an NBA TV game. That there will be enough interest to at least put it on that NBA TV network and see what how Philly fans react to Markel Fultz's return. Judging by the still stream of uh, stream on Twitter, it, it won't be very positive. It won't be a very happy homecoming for Markel Fultz. This, to me, is one of the more interesting kind of individual games that we'll have this season. The other one that I think might get an NBA TV nod, I don't think it'll get a national TV nod because neither team's going to be particularly close to the playoffs, in my opinion, uh, would be the Magic facing off against the Toronto Raptors. Whenever there is a draft, there's always the sliding doors. I mean, what if is on Disney Plus right now, making us think about, you know, what could have been, what might have been. And obviously Magic fans and a lot of the NBA world expected the Raptors to take Jalen Suggs with the fourth pick. The Magic aren't complaining on that front. And Jalen Suggs has at least reportedly said that he would like to make sure those four teams ahead of the Magic know exactly what they're missing. No team, probably more than the Toronto Raptors, who were pretty much in line to take Suggs and and passed on him for a guy in Scotty Barnes who's going to be very good. Don't get me wrong. I like Scotty Barnes a lot. Um, But... Uh, I don't think, I, I I wasn't a huge fan of him for the Magic, and trust me, I'm very happy that Suggs fell into the Magic's lap. That first game in Toronto is going to be a big one then. Um, you know, uh, just kind of looking at it, the, the Suggs and Barnes had very similar statistics. They both averaged a little bit more than 15 points per game. Suggs shot a little bit better. Barnes rebounded a little bit better. Um, you know, Barnes played four games. Suggs only played three. Uh, so... Uh, I would say, at least statistically, they were a draw. I would say Suggs played better. Suggs had a six-point performance where he only played 11 minutes before getting hurt. Those significantly depressed his uh, his stats. Um, so, you know, at least by Summer League, maybe the Magic pull a little bit ahead. But that first game in Toronto, I think, is going to be a little bit of a bloodbath for Jalen Suggs. He's going to want to show up and show out against a team that passed on him in the draft. But what about potential home games that might get featured on national TV? Um... Again, the Magic aren't a particularly enticing team. I think that the the, the game that has the best chance of getting on national TV, actually, uh, is the Magic's game in Portland. Um, The NBA is always struggling to fill those 1030 slots, so you get a lot more Portland on national TV than you should. You get a lot of Golden State. I'm sure the NBA is thrilled that Golden State's good, that the Lakers are good, that the Clippers are good. There are more teams to fill those 1030 slots on the NBA calendar. Um, So I I would guess that the best chance the Magic have of getting on national TV is actually Jalen Suggs' return to the Northwest where he played school, where he played in college at Gonzaga. Um, but as far as home games, I think the game, there, there are two games that I had my eye on for a potential national TV game. 
The first is Nikola Vucevic's return to Orlando. I think that'll be an emotional game for Orlando fans. Uh, good to ha- it'll be good to have Vucevic back home. Um, I would expect him to get a tribute video of some sort. I would expect him to get a standing ovation from Magic fans when he's introduced and cheered when he gets introduced. Um, Vucevic was nothing but class in his nine years in Orlando. One of the longest tenured Magic players, one of the best players to ever put on a Magic uniform. Um, he deserves all the accolades. That's a good Bulls. You know, that's an interesting Bulls team. I won't say they're good quite yet with Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Lonzo Ball joining Nikola Vucevic now in that lineup. I think it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting game nonetheless. Magic's biggest win last year came against the Bulls, or one of the biggest wins came against the Bulls, and sort of a revenge game for everyone. Maybe that's not enough to draw the national TV audience in. There's also uh, some rumors, perhaps, that the league will be having a special 75th anniversary week where they will feature some classic matchups. Uh, reportedly, I've seen some rumors that there might be that every team might be getting a special 75th anniversary logo that will throw back to uh, a previously used logo, and Magic fans will always be happy to see the original Magic logo and the original Magic jerseys uh, on uh, on their screens at any point. Um, and I think what would be an interesting, actually a really interesting matchup of young teams would be to match up the Rockets with the Magic in a replay of the 1995 NBA Finals. Um, I think that I think that this would be a really interesting matchup nonetheless. Um, you know, Jalen Green versus Jalen Suggs, two of the top rookies in the class, two players that are among the favorites to win Rookie of the Year this year. Uh, Christian Wood versus Jonathan Isaac. Uh, it would be an interesting, if there's a way to feature young teams this would be the way to do it, against each other uh, on kind of a special night wearing special jerseys. Um, would that be enough to draw eyeballs? Probably not. Um, you know, again, I just don't think the Magic have the star power right now to be a draw on their own. Like I said, I think the most likely opportunity they have to get on national TV this upcoming year is a game against the Portland Trailblazers or game out west where there's just no other games that make sense, and they're like, fine, give it to the Magic. You know, they're trying to feature the guys on the other team more than the guys on the Magic team. If I'm not mistaken, the Magic have not had a regular season game on national TV since the Heat game when they were on that winning streak and LeBron dropped like, what, 50-something on the Magic uh, during that win streak. I think that was the last time the Magic had a home national television game. They haven't been on TNT, I don't think, since Dwight Howard uh, left left the team in 2012. So again, not including playoffs. Playoffs are on national TV, obviously, for the for the 2019 playoffs as well as the 2020 playoffs. Um, but regular season, it's been a while since the Magic have been on national TV, which goes to show you how much star power has meaning uh, in this league. Uh, it really is the big thing to draw people in. Um, the Magic were on national... The last time the Magic were on national TV in the regular season, I think, was the, bo- was the game at Boston this year when they got... Kind of blown out a little bit of a battle between Aaron Gordon and Jason Tatum, but not a whole lot to say there. Like I said, when the schedule comes out tomorrow, do not expect the Magic to get any national TV games. I'm expecting them to be off the national TV schedule this year. They'll probably get three or four NBA TV games. Maybe they'll have the chance to be flexed into some games uh, if they outperform expectations or if Jalen Suggs is running away with Rookie of the Year. Maybe they'll get some opportunities there, but... I'm not expecting the Magic to be on national TV this year. Probably the biggest national TV push will be uh, Jalen Suggs, RJ Hampton, Cole Anthony, and Franz Wagner trying to make it to the rookie sophomore game um, at All-Star Weekend this year. So that's that's that. We're going to close up shop real here in a sec, but first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Look, you go to the convenience store, you go to the grocery store, and you see the, the long aisle of protein bars and different types of protein products. And you know, for someone, unless you're someone that really knows what you're doing, 
this can be really intimidating. You don't really know what you're eating. You don't really know what you're grabbing. You know protein's good for you. You know it gives you that energy boost that you need. But, you know, you don't really know how much you're putting into your body and you don't really know how much uh, how much it's going to ruin your diet, to, to be frank. And you honestly don't even know if it's going to taste good. I mean, you grab some of these products and you look at the nutritional information, they're like 300 calories. They're essentially full meals. And unless you're someone that works out a ton, you don't need that. What you need is a snack. What you need is a delicious snack to get you through the rest of your day, give you that little protein boost to give you that final kick over the finish line. That's why Built Bar is my go-to protein bar. Not only do they come in great flavors like strawberry, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and double chocolate, they're incredibly healthy for you too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. These are amazing bars that are meal that are not meal replacement bars. They are truly, 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 truly snack bars. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So all the gold medals at the Tokyo Olympics were powered by Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Don't forget to check out BetOnline.ag as well. With NBA futures starting to come out, the NBA predictions are getting made, plus the MLB in their run to the playoffs, BetOnline is the best place to go to get all your betting information. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season as well. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, which means you make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code locked on. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprmd. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in Himaly, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Bross Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.